in other words i go to an interview and said mama niyamata dunna you know i did it very well <laughs> superb other fellow the person who interviewed says i don't know what the hell that fellow was talking about <laughs> you know now people came from morotua one time uh, to join us i mean second upper or first class mm-hmm. so when you ask them what is have you heard of cisco as a networking company called cisco global company mm-hmm. one fellow he admitted now he's a top guy now he said i thought it's a security firm selling ko cisco ke security firm mega tha he said ah that's a security firm yes security they do they mean information security your cv is not you of course in buddhism your physical presence your thought your everything is not you anatta that's a different story <laughs> that's a philosophical thing um, communication is everything ashay even if you send you a resume from that point you're communicate so actually it starts before you get to the interview you have to get into the interview hello everyone and once again welcome you back to another episode episode number 5 on in mission show with chain so let me start with a small question in your life how many times you have faced interviews the answer may be a huge number and also from that how many times that you have been rejected out of those interviews again the answer may be a kind of a huge number so when i i'm an undergraduate and even i faced the same situation so i applied for 10 to 15 companies when i was trying to find an internship and then i just got shortlisted uh, for about five or six companies and luckily i got a chance by the way after facing each and every interview i came to a conclusion like this if i could do something better if i could prepare myself that would be really great and i could do some kind of a change so in that sense industry they don't just look at your technical skills but also they look at your entire yourself your soft skills communication skills so in that sense how to use communication skills to get hired in an interview so to to talk about more on that topic i have invited a special character to our show former ceo of enable and famous actor director and also a businessman please welcome mr peter d almeida welcome you sir on board thank you thank you ashen a pleasure uh, to be on the podcast and thanks a lot for accepting my invitation at the very first place so why you say how i being these days i'm fine thank you i've been uh, quite busy i've now started uh, to work for a company that was started some year and a half ago called kehel mala productions <laughs> like old kehel mala yes uh, <laughs> our goal is to uh, inspire and sustain audiences through creative storytelling that mm-hmm. pushes past boundaries and uh, embraces diversity um so uh, uh, so that's what we are doing now and there are a lot of young people in this country who are very good at uh, creative but they are all doing other jobs so we are trying to see can we pay them a salary and mm-hmm. uh, you know help them to bring out their true potential is to make some great stories and maybe if you do it well we can have them so you know uh, on streaming platforms like netflix and uh, Oh. Amazon Prime or Apple TV or whatever. So that's that's what I'm doing these days, and I'm also helping my schools and Benedict's College to come up with a a strategy for the future. 
so yeah, and then I do talks like this. So I'm I'm very happy with myself. Impressive, sir. So uh, let's jump into our topic. So before yeah. straight away going into how to face an interview, how to prepare yourself, let me start with fundamental. Let me start with a fundamental question. How would you describe good or effective communication from your perspective? Interesting. I mean, uh, there are so many books, right? With non-communication, it's a broad topic. Uh, we think communication is just to talk, but it's a lot more than that. Uh, but interestingly, the George Bernard Shaw said something. He said, uh, the biggest challenge about communication is the illusion that it has taken place. Mm -hmm. illusion, Maya, right? Yeah. The illusion that it has taken place. In other words, I go to an interview and said, Mama, you know, I did it very well. <laughs> Superb. Other fellow, the person who interviewed says, I don't know what the hell that fellow was talking about. <laughs> you see, so the illusion that it has taken place. So that's why we have to understand that it comes, then see the word communicate comes from the from the word the communicare in that which is to share in relation with another. But my brother, I just spoke to him. He also done Latin. Um, uh, he told me also there are two other words. Cum unus. Cum unus. Um, come together. Come in oneness. That's why that illusion that it has taken place is not there. Both people have come together as a common understanding. In one with each other. So that is effective communication. I mean, one with each other, we get it. Mm -hmm. He got it, I got it. Otherwise, you see, that's what they say. Another, another definition of communication is that the apparent, the apparent solution to the problem that divides self and other. That's the problem. I, I don't know how to Sinhalese, Tamil, uh, you know, um, um, racist, non-racist. There's a self and others, so they can't talk to each other, literally, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and philosophically and metaphorically. So I think that's effective communication means two people have come together. Uh, we understand each other. I, I got what you're saying. I heard what, you, you know, what you're trying to spot. It. That's the ultimate. So you see, that's where I go with this idea of communication. Right. So that's kind of a rich answer, right? So I was impressed. I mean, I learned a lot with that just two, three minutes. And uh, moving, moving to the next, next question. How do you prepare yourself for an interview? Now, these days, mainly interviews are done virtually. By the way, getting prepare yourself for an interview in a physical environment or a virtual environment is the same. You need to prepare yourself. So I would like yeah. to get, get your answer for that. You see, uh, that's a great question, Ashen. I find I've interviewed lots of people in my life, particularly in the last uh, job that I really focused a little more on trying to understand people uh, with their neighbor uh, over the last, you know, the seven, eight, how many years was I there? Oh my God, yeah, nine, <laughs> oh, 11 years, 11 or 12 yeah. years, I can't remember. Uh, so one thing I found with lots of people are not prepared, you use the right word. You know, they bring their certificates. They think that, you know, just telling their academic qualification is good enough. It's not good enough. Then I don't have to call in for an interview. I can look at his academic qualification. In fact, now, unfortunately, there are algorithms that eliminate people in other countries. And it, those are biased algorithms. So we'll, we'll, let's not talk about that. I just want you all to think about it. That people are eliminated 
uh, very unfairly. Even now it happens because the HR department looks at it and, and, and they look at the criteria and they're just eliminating people. That's why they say you take 10, 10 randomly, take 10 applications that are rejected and put it back into the next slot. That gets rejected, randomly take some and put it back because you know you're missing out. Anyway, I find that people are not prepared. Why? One is they don't know about the company that they're applying for. They don't know enough about it. I must say, having said that, some people come prepared for the interview with me, my final interview I conduct. Even if I hire an intern, I have the final interview. Um, so they, they read about me. And they say, we know about you. And we heard your TED talk or whatever. So I'm impressed. At least they've done some preparation, you know. Uh, but most of them don't know about what any company does. What are you doing? What are your challenges? Try to contact the person in the organization. Find out a little so that you know what we are. Then you can talk to me about it. And then I know, because I ask them, invariably I ask them, what do you know about Enable? Why are you joining this company? Is this the best place for you? And uh, they are just reading one or two lines from the website. And I know that they are not convinced about any of us. They don't know about us. So first thing, understand the company, their mm -hmm. challenges, read their annual reports, talk to people, you know, find out. And then you know what is the role I am going to play in that setup. It might be a small role. That's okay. But uh, at least you know that I'd love to work in a challenging environment like this. Or I know that your company gives opportunity. Now, let me give you an example. There's one guy who joined Enable. He was a, a call center agent, Ashen, for right. e-channeling, a technology job. You were doing a technology called virtualization. He came, he wanted to join us. He said, you know what? We said, so what's the salary you expect? He said, I get 15,000. This was about 2009 or 10. 15,000. I'll join for 10,000. Of course, we said, no, no, no. <laughs> Just because you say 10, we won't pay 10. They already be about 25,000 or 30,000 for your job. But he wanted that technology exposure and he had no degree, nothing. But he knew this company doing something interesting through some friends. I want to be there. I'll take a salary cut to join. Today, and then in, two, in two years, he went to 125,000. Today, he must be earning at least 350,000, 400,000. He's one of our top engineers in that space. He was one of the first six to qualify in that in that technology, in the world. So he was prepared. He didn't come carrying his certificates. He had a story to tell us. I, I, I want to work with you. You see, so know the company, know the company. At least there are other things you can prepare. Um, and also prepare to tell a story about yourself. Come yeah. ready. And I'll come to that later at the very end. I think you might have some questions on that, but I'll stop there. You know, just do the homework. So mainly, it's not just to showcase your certificates at a at a interview. Right? So yeah. it's mostly, if, if you just, as I know, if you just collect tons of certificates, degrees, PhDs, or whatever, if you can showcase yourself in a more unique yep. way that you are showing your identity, all the certificates will be just useful for toilet papers. <laughs> That's what I have there myself. I mean. You know, you're, you're, I mean, sometimes you learned a good degree. I mean, there's something you learned from it for sure, but you must know how to apply it, no? Exactly, exactly. We are not, we are not expecting you to come knowing stuff. 
when you come for our interview, we are expecting you to be curious to come and learn it. We can teach you. Exactly. You don't need to know the technology, but we need to know that you are a curious person. You're excited. You want to find out. You want to experience. What kind of person are you? That's what. So for that, you have to be prepared to to be able to tell. Firstly, at least about the company you're going to. Yourself, you have to prepare how you know what what's your story, what you're good at, all that. Yeah. yeah. Once uh, Simon Sinek also said, when you are interviewing a person, you need to mainly focus on the attitude of that person because skills you can teach them at any time. Attitudes, yeah. they, those th- those things come from yourself, right? That's right. So um, moving to the next question now, as a CEO of your life, you have interviewed thousands of candidates. So in that sense, uh, what do you expect the most during an interview from a candidate? Yeah, now we, we started talking about that. You already uh, gave the answer to that. Attitude, attitude. Um, what is his personality? See, I asked them, um, you know, tell me, that's I always say, tell me about your school life. Then they said, I went to St. Joseph's College and I went all over. I said, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> now tell me, what did you do apart from your studies? Were you? So then they quietly start talking. I was involved in theater, I was involved in debating, I was involved in the orchid club, the whatever. I was doing puppetry. It doesn't matter. Did you do something else other than academic work? Were you a sportsman? Did you do team sports? Did you organize a, a, a literary day? Did you organize a prefix day? Did you organize a school walk? What did you do? You know. So for us, those are important because you see, nowadays we're also looking at people who are curious enough to learn. Unfortunately, education system does not allow you to be curious. No, exactly. you have to give answers, memorize and regurgitate the answers. So, but uh, because if you're curious, you will learn. So we are looking for those qualities more than, of course, sometimes or you know, the degree that philosophy is engineering, well and good, but. You know, now people came from Oratua one time uh, to join us. I mean, second upper or first class. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, so you ask them, what is, uh, have you heard of Cisco? There's a networking company called Cisco, global company. Mm-hmm. One fellow, he admitted now, he's a top guy now. He said, I thought it's a security firm. Selling <laughs> Cisco a security firm. <laughs> <laughs> he said, ah, that's a security firm. Yes, security, they do. They mean information security. He meant that physical security company. See, they don't know common knowledge, you know. Mm-hmm. They're going for an interview, networking engineer. He had not prepared. He got the job <laughs> and he did very well. He's a top guy. He's a CEO of a company now. You see? So we are looking for that uh, attitude. Is he a problem solver? Is he curious? Has he done teamwork? Then we can, we can teach you the technology. Um, and uh, moving to my next question now, if you call upon for an interview, definitely you know the first question. Introduce yourself or tell something about you. That's the first question. So in that sense, I have seen some people, they straight away again read their CV. Like, That's right. That's right. <laughs> so uh, That's what, right. I'm, what I'm asking you is, how do you construct an attractive answer for that first question? Introduce yourself. Yeah, so you, you already made a great point. Your CV is not you. Of course, in Buddhism, your physical presence, your thought, your everything is not you. Anatta, that's a different <laughs> story. That's a philosophical thing. Um, that's okay. You can't go and say, I'm Anatta in an interview, right? You won't get the jobs. 
But uh, the thing is, yeah, you're right. You're right. You see, the thing is, you can't create an attractive answer. End of the day, Ashwin, you have to be authentic. Sure. I can't create a boru show about myself. Too. Then I get caught up. People, I don't want to say, but caught out. They are all trying very hard to get a job. No, I don't blame them. So they try to say, I'm innovative. I'm so then you ask, so why do you say that? So you give an example. So the one problem is they are, one thing is they are very nervous when they go for an interview. And in a boardroom, those fellows are in a tie. I had all my interviews in the Dilmati lounge. Mm -hmm. So yeah, over a cup of tea. And I am mm -hmm. casually dressed. I don't wear a tie. He is casually dressed over a cup of tea, very relaxed. It's not a boardroom, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm not in a tie and all that. So you see our managers, big noise today. Man. You right. see our people also must understand, they must create a comfortable environment, you know. And the second is must give them time to warm up. Mm -hmm. You know, don't make up. I tell myself, do not make up your mind, Peter, at least for 15 minutes. Don't make a decision. And I have just proven to be right. Initially, I find, I say, this guy can't even tell you something about him or herself. But I somehow helps them. No, I no, tell me. No. So, um, that's two-way thing. The interviewer must create that space for them and give them that. Because all are not good talkers. No, some are introverts, you know. And some of them have turned out to be excellent engineers and excellent salespeople also, say, later on. But uh, so to answer your question, firstly, you must see what is you authentic. You can't create a story about yourself. You have to see what are those qualities that you bring for this job, for this company. Talk about those. And, 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 and if you can tell a story about yourself, not, you know, now for I'll give you a good example, right? When I, my first interview, and I was successful right in my first interview, I'm not boasting, I was in school. Unilevers, Lever Brothers, it was called that. They had told the school to send nomi three nominees from each school, your top students or whatever, to become a production supervisor. This was in 1976. So my director, because I was a rebel, no, I was a prefect, but I was a rebel. I led a strike also in school. So he, uh, uh, he didn't send my name. I told him, brother, send my name. You have nothing to do. So reluctantly sent my name. So big panel of people. I was very confident of myself, even at that time. So they said, tell me something about yourself. So I said, you know, I come from a large family. Um, in fact, 11. Uh, you see, my father didn't believe in contraception. Those bloody fellows <laughs> got a shock. Then, because one of them uh, was on the panel, an old Benedictine. He had come back and told the director, that fellow is a, quite a character. You see, people don't expect you to say my father didn't use contraception because he's a Catholic and therefore he produced 11 children. But you see, I mean, you say that, you know, there's something you bring to the interview. So I started with that. You know, we were a small family and, uh, you know, we didn't, my father died when I was four and we didn't have a lot then. The story, just to say, I come from this background. I'm, I'm, I'm an ordinary person. And then I, you know, my mother struggled to put us through no, that's a human story. People love human stories. But there could be some odd manager will say, I say, I'm not interested in your damn family, man. So that's a chance you take. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just trying to say, try to tell good stories about what you have done. But you can't make it up. You can't be boru. You get caught out. You show. 
there are some people there. But genuinely, I, I did this is my background, my family, my father, my mother was a teacher, my father was a school principal. He had a tough life, or whatever. We had a great life. You know. I came from a good background. Whatever. Tell a story about yourself, the feeling. What kind of person are you? Then I did, I enjoyed this in school. And I love traveling. Let me tell you a story about once I went on the trip, whatever. But not along, you know, don't digress very quickly, you know. It's all, you know, you learn these things. You can't. Yeah. So, yeah. So, exactly, to your point, don't, don't, don't read out your CV. Think of some interesting facets of your life that you want to bring out that you think might strike a chord. It's a hit and miss. It's a hit and miss. You never know. That fellow would have come after a row with his wife or with her with husband who was interviewing that morning. Bad luck. You know, but I'm saying you have to go on the basis that when they come from interview, they're rational people. So, so mainly, I also like on storytelling because now, if you say so much of numbers, facts, you won't remember, right? If I recall yeah. the name, you won't remember within one month. But yeah. if I tell a story, that will be last forever because I can remember. Now, I was listening to your tech talk once, right? In that also, you was mentioning your story about your childhood on the strike that you conducted all the things. And if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken, before two years you came to sleep, um, I can't remember the event, but in that also you said about this about that story, the same story. So I can- You are from sleep? Yes. So ah, I yes. can, uh, if I'm not mistaken, two years back, right? So, uh, so in that, uh, I can remember that story. So storytelling is one of the most powerful thing oh. that you can convince a person, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And and also, right. you said that you you should not take a decision within the first 10, 15 minutes when you are in yes. a place. So now I'm also, I'm a Toastmaster and I'm doing public speaking as well. So right. I have seen so much of speakers, even the seasoned speakers, they get nervous mm. sometimes. Yes, right? yes. So that's because of the environment or there can be some background issues. So I am totally with your point. And, uh, yeah, in fact, to... I'm just reading a quote. I was doing a talk on storytelling. A good story is one that captivates its readers, its listeners from the beginning. It keeps them engaged throughout their duration, inspires them. You know, so, yeah, so there's a lot about storytelling. Yeah. Stories constitute the single most powerful weapon in a leader's arsenal, but in, a, in anybody's arsenal, you know, the most powerful weapon, stories. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you can create this nice story and say it in own words, you know, that'd be great in an interview. Even in Thank Dananjay, you for the comment you made about the my uh, <laughs> And then even Dananjay Hittiaj in his final speech, he was including three stories. Still, I can remember those. So, that's Good. the power, power, power of speech. I see stories. something in you. Exactly. Yeah. I see something in you. Superb. <laughs> he so, even did some work for our company as a consultant. All right. Mm -hmm. Later on, soon after he won, we got him to come. Good guy, nice guy. Yeah, exactly. And a friendly guy in Toastmasters. Very nice man. And uh, moving to my next question. So, overall, this is an uh, overall question. How can you use communication skills to get hired? If I just add something, if I just add something. So, if someone asks now in the interview, if, if the panel asks me a technical question and I don't know, but I will just act like I'm thinking about it. 
But I have another option to say, uh, sorry, I don't know that answer for that question. So that's a straightforward answer from my end. So in that sense, communication plays a vital role throughout the interview. So how can you use communication skills to get hired, to make good impression I mean, as well? There is, there, there is no other skill that you are using to get hired. That's all you are using. <laughs> the other skill, there's no other skill. You are communicating, even if they give you a question, okay, one is technical question to give you answers, you're working problems, okay, but even that you're communicating your knowledge, right? Because after all, what is communication? It can be verbal, non-verbal, uh, it can be written, it can be visual, and listening. That's the other thing we forget, you know. People are not listening to the question. Mm. For example, I say, tell me about your school life. And they say, you know, when I finish my A-levels, I said, no, 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 no. Many times. So first thing, listen. That's a big part of communication we don't talk about, right? You say oral, non-verbal, non-verbal, written, visual. Stop there. Listening? Ah, listen <laughs> to the question. Don't think by right? illusion that communication has taken place, right? Your illusion, this is what he's asking. Clarify. First listen. Is this the question? An answer. Sir, I'm sorry, ma madam, sir. Did I hear you right? Is this what you are asking me? It's okay to say that. Then that gives you time to think the answer also. <laughs> That's a good device to the thinking. Uh, did I hear you correctly? Are you, are you saying, are you asking me that, you know, whether, whatever. Then you're formulating your reply. Buys you a little time. Um, communication is everything, Ashen. Even if you send you a resume, from that point you're communicating. So actually it starts before you get to the interview. You have to get into the interview. Mm -hmm. If some algorithm doesn't throw you out, um, you know, so even the crafting of the, of the application is important. Now, there are people who put both things on top, you know, mm -hmm. I am a highly motivated, uh, they cut and paste from these bloody things, they're useless. I don't buy that at all. <laughs> then I ask them, you say this, why do you say that? Give me an example. So be careful. So it starts there because you have put something down and they're going to ask you questions on that. So your communication starts before you get to the interview. From the time you're crafting your resume. And you craft your resume for that company, for that job. So you keep changing. So you first talk about the company. You say, as I understand, enable is a tech. I'd be thrilled if someone sent me a CV like that. I say, wow. Let's talk about enable. A company that has grown and I feel I'd like to be part of this company. Now, here's what I bring to you. My job is engineering, network engineering. I understand that, you know, that's 30% of your business. I know it's important for you. Here's what I can bring to you. You'll get your foot in through the door straight away. Nobody will write an application for that job, for that company, you see. So you're starting the communication even long before. Then the other thing is to... Present yourself. I do. I do not judge people by the clothes they wear, or you know, I don't. I don't buy that. And if anybody is making that, that's a poor, poor person. You know, I don't judge people whether they wore a tie or whether they wore a t-shirt or whatever. As long as they are, he does a software engineer he come in a t-shirt. Am I going to judge him? I am the one who's going to lose. He might come in t-shirt and sandals. Lots of big company John Kills and all what I interview. <laughs> so they're judging you, so that's their problem. <laughs> but 
you play along you know you say okay this company i need to go up to you so i don't want to work for this company so presenting yourself non verbal communication is equally important first you must show i'm interested in what i'm saying i did my o levels and my a level pass to the company you must be interested in yourself so the non verbal communication is important you are you are you had a cup of tea and come you are not down you are not cold you are dressed you're confident and you are interested in your own self to tell your story why should he be interested that's more important than you know i'll find the right words and all that attitude will take you through men i'm not saying bullshit your way i'm not saying <laughs> that <laughs> but i'm saying it's a fine balance of confidence so communication is everything about an interview there's nothing else so i'm saying verbal written before you go non verbal listen and visual you know if you are you're the visual <laughs> He's seeing you, you know. You know the telephone interview. Yeah. So you are the visual. So all those elements are there in an interview. Nothing else. Yeah. So um, sometimes uh, I have seen some people they get nervous. Now usually that's a common thing, right? You can't avoid that. So at the end, now the interview panel will ask, uh, "Do you have anything to ask from Marcel?" So in that sense, I have seen many candidates. They get so panicked and they start asking, "Ah." Uh, how much do i get or how many uh, holidays or uh, uh, or whatever the thing so in that sense at the end as an uh, as an candidate how should we conclude the interview session that's a great point ashen lots of people i ask them at the end i always give them a chance to ask a question you know sometimes they say i have no question mm. i'm thinking to I and I tell them, guys, you are you are talking to the CEO of the company. I'm not, and I tell them I'm not saying I'm a big guy, but the fact is I'm the CEO. I, I can't help that. You have a chance to ask the CEO of a company that you're going to work. One question, and you don't have a single question. Most of the time, I even there I don't want to be judgmental because you see sometimes their childhood, they are told not to ask questions. Pandit ya vende pa, Pandit the prashna. So what can you do? i don't you i don't hold that against them but i would be concerned about that i would be concerned about that that uh, but i i there are people have taken they have taken without them asking a question but i would i would encourage them i would say no you have to ask me at least one question then sometimes they set the ball rolling but there are some guys who have come and the bloody fellow fire off about five six questions but some people don't like also i am okay So you have to ask them, uh, sir, madam, is it okay if I ask you one or two questions? I'm sorry, you know, your time is important for you. Say that. If they ask you to ask a question, by all the means, be prepared. Again, you have to do your homework. No? Ask about the company. So we found that you had uh, your 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 margins had dropped over the last year. Uh, I found that very interesting. Any particular reason? I'm just curious. Wow. You know. Or say you have grown, uh, you know, in a difficult time, you have grown your top line by thirty percent, you have grown your bottom line forty percent. How did you manage that? While while as the rest of the company, or oh, you you have grown ten percent, but the whole industry has grown only six percent. Any reason? How do what do you attribute to your success? Those are great questions. 
You ask about the company, not about you and your bloody salary and all that. You, know. uh, you can ask about opportunities, you know, you can ask, you know. but more about the company, the organization, uh, you know, more about them. You know, I, I need to know whether this is a company that I need to work for. You don't have to say that. One of my friends said that. He became, he's the founder of the East West Information System. Went for an interview, that fellow said, okay, an interview is over. He said, wait, 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 I have to ask you some questions to see whether I want to work for you. <laughs> he was an arrogant fellow. He became a top MD of East West Information System. Ajit Ayer, my friend. Mm -hmm. Top IT guy at that time, the best novel network engineer in Sri Lanka. That was his attitude. He couldn't care less. He said, hold on. Let me ask you whether I want to come and work for you. You don't decide that. I mean, you don't put it like that, but so you're right, Darshan. Be prepared with good questions, you know, and that's the way you leave them thinking. I say, wow, I ask him questions about us. He's serious about working for us and our company. Sure. Yeah, that's the way to end it. But also, we just check, are you okay for time? You know, some yeah. people are in a mighty hurry, you know, they'll think, Bugger, you know, I've given him enough time. Uh, can I ask you a question? You have time for one question? asking questions. So, Unless um, the interviewer is someone who brought up his children saying Pandita Prashnanda. <laughs> <laughs> he might ask this fellow to come to Pandita Prashnanda after the interviewer. Tough luck. <laughs> and and um, I just wanted to ask you one simple question, right? Sure, so sure. if you get rejected from an interview, but in the interview process you have been facing with the CEO, you've been communicating with him. So you have some kind of a bond with that person at that time. But when you get rejected or when you get kicked out of that interview, is it good to uh, continue that network with that person for the next few years? Now, sure, I, I mean, but you see, they, must be, they must be interested in talking to you, no? Mm -hmm. So you can write a nice letter. You can say, I enjoyed my conversation. I've just been informed by, child, by the child that uh, I didn't, uh, I, you know, I understand there have been better candidates, uh, but I just want to take the time to let you know that I thoroughly enjoyed talking uh, with you. Uh, I found the inter interview very really inspiring. Not for lies. <laughs> then that fellow said, you're writing bullshit. I never said anything to inspire him. Mm -hmm. If you genuinely mean it, you know. Uh, I consider that a great opportunity that I had that I got 40 minutes to talk to you. And, and uh, it was nice to have a cup of tea with you. And uh, uh, you know, I wish you well. And if ever there is an opportunity at some future date uh, in your company, and you can say within better than if I'm available at that time. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you can say that I would, you know, I very much like to uh, I will give it another go. Uh, meanwhile, I wish you all the very best. I hope you all do well. Um, great. I mean, I would be very happy to get a letter like that. I would always remember that, uh, you know, I say, please call him the next time you have something. I mean, look at the way he handled rejection. Shows resilience, uh, but you can't make these things up. Actually, that's the point I want to make. You you can sense it when somebody writing bullshit and trying to flatter you. You know it, unless you are a person who likes flattery. Uh, you, you can see through that. Yes, it crap that never happened. You know? But so it is authentic, genuine. And authenticity is my own. You know? Authentic. Yeah. So um, I learn a lot. Even I'm an undergraduate, I learn a lot for my future. 
So sometimes I will apply for enable as well. <laughs> I've left enable, no. <laughs> but I got. But if you apply to the, you apply and you call me, I'll give you background information. Thanks a lot, sir. Right. Okay. So let, we are running out of time as well. So let's conclude and thanks a lot, sir, for accepting my invitation and sharing your valuable thoughts with us. You were very persevering. You kept chasing after me to get this done. And yeah. today also we power cut to be late. So thank you. Thank you yeah. for your patience. That's some, some kind of a thing that I have. I chase behind whatever the thing I've set up. Unless you don't give up. <laughs> because if you said <laughs> I can't, then uh, I need to give up. By yeah. the way, yes. you didn't turn out. So that's why I no, chased no, no. behind you. So uh, thanks a lot, Peter, for your valuable time. And uh, yeah, Pleasure. and uh, thanks a lot for the audience for spending your time with us. And hope that you learn a lot. So see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Have a safe day.